0: Hey girl, you feel that? That's boyfriend material. This is episode 24, The Believer from 2001. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. and this episode is brought to you by Spun Polyester. Oh,
1: you mean Spun Polyester? No, that's boyfriend material. What is Spun Polyester? A commonly used fabric to make shoelaces, and okay. I wanted to use that as a tiny segue to tell my story. I was watching this movie, and this is something that like, I had heard recently but I didn't really know how true it was. When I was a kid, 18, I saw these boots for sale and they were black leather boots and they had red laces. And I was like, these are really cool, but they were like designer boots. So I was like, oh, I can't, you know, afford those. But I had some other black boots, you know, just for wintertime. And I went and bought actually project red, red laces. And I put the red laces in the boots and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. I love the way it looks. It's awesome. This year, I've discovered that that's a like huge skinhead thing.
0: Okay. I had I no idea. Sense. Yeah, so I mean was... there's no way you would know unless you're in there, but yeah.
1: Exactly. So so I'm like watching this movie, I'm like motherfucker. And now I look back and I'm like did people think like I clearly wasn't a skinhead. You know what I mean? Like I had like long scraggly hair, all of these things, but like did people think that I was a possible skinhead and yeah, nobody probably. Nobody said anything about it. And also, they were like Project Red Laces. So, like, they were like, why was Project Red making red laces for your shoes? Is it just red laces do that, or is it that red laces on black boots? It's red laces on Doc Martens, is what the actual, like... Right, so they were just probably like, hey, put them on any other shoe, just not these. Right? Like, that's what you should do. And I had black boots that weren't Doc Martens, and I had red laces in those. So it was, like, it was very close... And I'm like, why didn't nobody be like, hey, dude, you know what I mean? Just like stop me and be like, you know, this is like a skinhead thing, right? Like, or like nobody like ever like saluted me in public. You know what I mean? There's like a weird, like, I never got approached by skinheads. I never got approached by people telling me not to do it. And I just thought it was like fashionable. And now my whole life has been a lie. And I've been thinking
0: about this for a while now. Like, why did nobody tell me this? Well, I guess this is the time to cancel the podcast and for me to stop talking to you because I don't associate with skinheads. (laughs) That's funny. Fine. we had a, we had a good that, run but now it's over
1: <laughs> yeah you know ahead like but i discovered something else cool the anti-racists in response to this wear yellow laces well black and yellow is the color of every sports team that i root for mm-hmm. so now i could just put yellow laces in black boots and I, I don't think it looks as cool as the red ones but at the same time it's like it's the opposite so if somebody saw it they'd be like oh you're an anti-racist and you'd be like yes Cool. Or I like black and yellow. I wanted different color shoelaces in my boots, and this is a safe change. Okay.
0: Well, this is a movie about Ryan Gosling as a Jewish neo-Nazi who hates himself and the world, and uh, I had seen this one before. This was one—so I I finally got word back from Melissa, a friend of the show, Melissa Lynham about— the United States of Leland. She's like, yes, I saw it. I don't remember a single thing about it. I don't know why I would have told you to watch it. And I was like, cool. So that was the answer, but there's actually no answer. She or yeah, her sister sense, also though. told me to watch this one, too. And it was probably, what I'm guessing now in retrospect, is that as Gosling was blowing up as an actor between like 20, 2006 and 2010, you know, right after The Notebook, sort of that whole trajectory there, they were they, these are probably just movies that they either had come across or seen or whatever, yeah. and it wasn't necessarily great examples. They're not suggesting it, like, right. to watch it. Like, but it was it's just like, hey, if, if you want to see where this guy came from, here's a couple movies that we've seen before. Yep. And Leland... Obviously, you know, we're not, neither of us are a huge fan of that. This is a difficult movie to watch and talk about, but I think that this is probably one of Gosling's, like, two or three best performances. I think he's incredible in this movie. I just, it's uncomfortable because it's so raw and violent and real.
1: It's hard to watch, and it's hard to watch...
0: You don't think he's good at, You don't think he's
1: good in this? No, I know. I think he's great in it. For him to play a convincing Jewish boy, neo-Nazi, from New York... And he's a Canadian boy. I mean, how much crazier can you get, right? Like, and I think he is great in it. He plays like, he channels a good American History X in this. He channels a good Brad Pitt Fight Club again in this. I I think he's great in it. I I have no qualms with that. I agree with you. It's very hard to watch, especially right now. I think this movie would have maybe been more of a movie if we saw it about like eight years ago.
0: I think what's interesting and what, why this movie sort of has merit is that it's not about, like, it's not Fight Club or it's non-American History X where it's just, like, the misguided, you know, misplaced anger of a youth. Like, there is that element to it, but I think that there's an internal conflict here that transcends the hate, and I think that it makes the movie more interesting and more worth talking about, yeah. even in a time where, like, this is obviously back in the forefront of everybody's minds. I mean, never that, not that it ever really went away, but I think that there's, there's more to the character and more to the movie and more to the story and more to his internal struggle than there is just, like, I want to destroy something beautiful. Yeah. I think that there's more to that, and it's the performance and it's the way the character is written and everything like that, that I think there's more... To it, and there's more depth, and there's not just. I have no idea how they would think. Maybe you would because of the shoelaces, but I don't know if skinheads would like like this movie. You know what I mean? Like, I feel no, they wouldn't. Fight I Club so. is a movie, and actually, recently on an episode of High School Summer Party that just came out as we we're recording this, so a couple months ago, as you're listening to this, Chris' podcast was on. They were talking about uh, the movie The Myth of the American Sleepover, but they sort of segued or transitioned or detoured into Josie and the Pussycats. And Chris said this thing that was really interesting to me. How many movies, Josie and the Pussycats being one, market themselves to exactly the audience they're satirizing? And he said, Josie and the Pussycats, which I've never seen, but I sort of generally know about, Fight Club and Spring Breakers. And so, like Fight Club is making fun of you know agro bros, they're also marketing marketing toward aggro bros. Yeah. And Spring Breakers is making fun of that kind of Teens lifestyle. Partying, that's also like marketing break. for that lifestyle. Yep. If you are just filled with hate and want to watch some kind of representation of yourself on screen, you can find that in Fight Club. You can find that in American History X. You can kind of find it here, but I feel like the message of this movie, the way that it depicts the internal conflict and struggle, would turn you off from this. I feel like Fight Club. Even though it's there, and you can sort of see the, you know, homoeroticism, and you can see the, or maybe not, it's masked in a way that this movie is not.
1: No, it's not, and they they make the skinheads in this movie really bumbly, kind of misfits, but in a way that they're not heroes by any means because they're all either like morons, you know what I mean, like they can't do anything right type of thing. Like they have this like this hate, but it's not directed. Like the only one that is an intellectual that can accomplish anything, is Gosling, and the only, he's a Jew at heart, right? Like, he was raised Jewish. He's being their leader is so weird in this
0: dynamic, because, well, like, I all the rest of them... I don't want to, like, speak ill of a group, especially, I mean, even one that, like, is just filled with hate, but I feel like you don't drift toward this lifestyle unless you're kind of an outcast. Like, if, if things True. are going yeah, yeah. well in your life, if it's you're a competent, like, yeah, if you're, like, a, a brilliant mind and you're able, whatever, I mean, there, there, there's gonna be exceptions, but I feel like you don't drift down this path. I feel like you You're go not gonna be else. a grunt
1: in this, right? Like, you're gonna gonna rise to the top.
0: You're gonna be, like, the woman who holds the meetings. Yes,
1: exactly. If you're an intellectual, you're like, oh, this is a power thing, I can run this group of people, maybe it's, maybe it's a government body like you're the mayor or a governor or maybe it's the head of a fascist group you know what I mean like you'll come up like that's why she's like oh we don't need people to like be in the streets like we have enough grunts or whatever if you're any person in any grunt level of a societal group is mainly looking for companionship, right? Like, you just want somebody that's... Like, you have a friend group, essentially.
0: Yeah, you're just looking for something... Like, you're looking for literally anything, I think, to grab onto and to connect with. Yeah. And whether that is a book club, or knitting... Motorcycle club. Or hate, or hate. Like, whatever you... Whatever you... Even if it's not something you believe or that you love, but I feel like if you're able to find community, you're going to go there. And I think it's not really a surprise that Gosling, from an educated, learned background is able to not only control the men around him but also the people of the meeting, but also sort of inject his thoughts. And even though they don't go over well, the fact that his girlfriend, I think the girlfriend in this movie is sort of an interesting character in that she's like, I want you, like she's, she's after they have sex, she's, and it's, I'm using girlfriend very loosely. I don't know actually yeah. how close they are. But like, yeah. after they have sex, she's reading the Torah or the Talmud that it, like he sort of rescues from that church. Yes. And after they, you know, they, they vandalize his temple and he's like watching, he's, he's sort of feeling... Not great about it because I think he still, the whole thing is that he doesn't want to actually see this happen. He brings it back and she's squatting there naked reading it he's like put some clothes on and he like teaches her about it this girl who has been raised in sort of a house of hate it seems like she's conflicted now too because she's like teach me about it and then she's saying she's saying i want to know my enemy but it's also at the same time like she goes to temple she might be saying to the world or to to her little world i'm doing this because i want to learn my enemy but it feels like she wants to actually find more meaning
1: Yeah, yeah yeah she's finding another group to join that isn't based on hate because of the nature of it, and like we were saying, that she's just going to a different community to find somewhere she fits, right? And as she's learning about it, she's like, oh, this isn't too bad. Like, as much as she's like, oh, I hate them still. This is the the book that we were talking about with You Hate Me and You Don't Even Know Me. Yep. Like, you can go to see a bunch of fish concerts and the thing that you're like, you're gonna laugh at them. If you're there long enough, you're gonna be like, this is kind of cool, you know what I mean? Because you're like, you're gonna meet people, you're gonna be like, these guys are kind of
0: cool. like, you're gonna find someone there that you relate to. Because she also seems young enough, and not that you know, living in New York, I don't think it's possible to sort of get through your day to day life without ever sort of interacting with a Jewish person. But I feel like oh, that's what I was saying. She's too. young yeah. enough that she probably has never had any kind of meaningful interaction with them. And so she's just been raised to hate these certain kind of people, whether it's Jewish people or whether it's everybody who's not white and doesn't look like them, you know what I mean? Or doesn't come from Argentina.
1: Also, she doesn't have parents. Like, her parents are not in the picture. So she has no guidance, right? So you said she's younger. A lack of parental influence. You gravitate towards anybody that's going to give you some kind of structure and balance. So
0: yeah. So I think that she, if, she, if you've been told to hate these people all your life and then you go and you actually meet them, you're like, oh, they're just like me. Like, they just – they do this one thing differently, but it's not good or bad. It's just what works for them. Yeah. Why do we hate them? And then I think just seeing that, like, being exposed to that, whether it's a fish concert or whether it's going to Temple on a Saturday, like, that is enough to be like, well, what – what Wait, what? What else are they lying to me about?
1: I thought that it was really funny, and you mentioned it. We were watching this movie, Rachel and I, last night. I'm watching this, and I'm like, if you really hated Jewish people, like living in New York would probably be like the worst place to do this. Like, you could move a lot of other places, and probably never even notice that you encountered a Jewish person.
0: I do wonder, and I have no idea of the mindset, but I wonder if you almost want to live there so that you actually have some kind of way that you could overt place to hate. channel your hate yeah i don't know like it's just it's this weird sort of dichotomy like in theory you're absolutely right like they should be living in a commune out in the woods like they have that nazi retreat right they they go there it's just like a bunch of them if you're not around them like maybe they would be worried that their hate would grow less i don't know i don't i don't really want to get in the mind of one of them because i don't understand it or i understand it enough that i know that i don't like it and i don't agree with it but i also don't understand it don't really want to kind of come up with justifications of why they would or would not do something
1: Yeah, but like you said, like, they're at this commune camp, whatever, and then they go and specifically go to a Jewish deli. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you could have stayed at this camp and, like, shot, you know, minstrel things that you made, and you'd have been fine, right? But no, they have to specifically go to a Jewish deli to, like, fuck with them. Well, yeah, that's just for antagonism, right? They they just, they think it's fine. But, like, on the point of, like... (laughs) You need to be around them. They could just avoid them. Pretty much totally. You could just
0: avoid any group of people you wanted to just by, like, your friends and where you go and hang out. This is actually based on... I don't know if it, I don't know if it's said it in the credits, but it's based on a true story of Dan Burroughs, who joined and left the Nazi party, than the KKK. In 1965, the story was published. Interesting. Uh, so he killed himself when the journalist revealed his heritage in the New York Times, which is what happens here. I didn't get a sense that it was the same thing where, like, they had planted a bomb in a temple and he just decided not to leave. I'm assuming he just quietly took his own life i don't know the story or article that broke the real life story in his, which this movie is based was titled quote state clan leader hides secret of jewish origin published on the front page of the new york times on halloween 1965 jesus daniel Burroughs threatened to kill the reporter but instead he committed suicide on the same day the article was published and then the reporter would go on to live another 50 years almost like this movie the concept of this movie is interesting enough on its own i was also thinking while well, watching this movie i think it's It's slightly different, but not wildly different, about how many right-wing politicians rail against homosexuality and rail against same-sex marriage and all this different stuff. And they themselves, you know, there have been instances where they're caught in an airport bathroom sort of propositioning men for gay sex. And you're railing against, like, I think that's probably at the core what most hate is. You fear something in yourself and you're railing against people who are proud enough or open enough or comfortable enough with themselves to display that to the world
1: it has to make you question something inside yourself to say i don't like that in another person not if somebody leaves clothes on the bedroom floor but i'm talking about like homosexuality you know the concepts of religion and stuff like that for you to really hate something there has to be some wonderment inside you that's like it's stirring an emotion inside you because if you're apathetic you don't care either way And that's like the, the top, like, if you've never thought about it, it doesn't bother you. You're like, what the hell are you doing over there? Okay. That's them over there.
0: Yeah. I think it's either that, that way it doesn't bother you. I think hate is just driven by fear. And then if you take the time to learn about them, unless you're truly an asshole, like a vile asshole, learning about them will give you enough compassion to be like, oh, I don't agree with it, but I understand it. And like, if it works for them, it works for them. But I feel like there's that middle ground where it's like you have met them and you don't want to take the time to learn their lifestyle where you're like oh no they're less than
1: it's it's very weird
0: why does Gosling's character in this movie leave the temples just because he's asking questions that like he's not satisfied to the answers to no
1: he was inspired by the author that they keep bringing up that he said his dad had read but he's he's reading a text by this guy who was like an anti-jewish jewish person and he is inspired by it at a formative age Instead of seeing it through the eyes of an adult, I think he's seeing it as a child and starts ascribing to this thought. Obviously, when you have a religion, there's going to be a lot of things that don't make sense, right? It's, it's a belief-based system. That's why he's asking all of these like religious questions. There's really not right answers to it, but when you teach kids about religion, you have to have black and white answers to these things. Like, why did he kill his brother? why did God make him do this, right? Like, these answers can be more complex, and, and overall... Well, also, I think,
0: as we see in the Jewish Jelly, he's like, when they, they keep making fun, like, I want a ham and cheese, and the guy finally comes over and just like, well, religion's not about making sense. It's about, you know, yeah, whatever exactly. it is about. Like, there's, I think kids, like you're saying, want those answers, but I think a lot of religion... The Bible is not meant to be taken literally. It's just, it's metaphors. It's like, basically, be a good person, here are stories, here are parables. Exactly. And I think for kids that's difficult to understand it's
1: very hard for to teach yeah because you're not formed yet enough to to know the complexities of life and society you want black and white answers this is bad this is good this is a sin this is okay you know what i mean go to church or you're sinning you want very definitive answers when you're younger. And so that's what, that's how I think he got into this. I think that he was reading these texts about this guy questioning the religion. I don't know enough about the text that he's talking about to know if this guy seriously was just, did hate his religion, or if he was just questioning it, to deepen itself because it's a, a philosophical problem. Like if you're trying to figure something out philosophically, you try to break it down as hard as you can and get to the core of it and see if it still works. This is like a struggle that, or like, a, you know, a problem solving method that a lot of philosophers use. You know, you just keep being like, well, what if this, well, what if this, yeah. why did this happen? Mm-hmm. And you eventually get to the core and you're like, these are the things now that we know are like truths. Yeah. I don't know what what this guy was doing but
0: reading a text like that as a as a small child would be like very confusing and I think you could probably go one of two ways or maybe a couple of ways but you could either go toward the path that Gosling takes and I think that's sort of the least common you could probably just sort of bail on it altogether or you could sort of land somewhere in the middle where you're like I kind I don't really understand this but I'm going to sort of try to just move past it like yeah instead of yeah being you, frustrated you could just like set it down other, yep you yeah. be like this is all right
1: there was a really cool text. and When I was studying Japanese history, this Japanese man was like, we need to go back to the old ways. And like you know, we should use these bathrooms outdoors and use like traditional Japanese bathrooms and we should eat like the traditional Japanese food. He wrote this book and it was like a really big book in Japan and everybody read it. So um, he goes out to dinner one night. He's at this restaurant and they're like, oh, like, you know, we got you all the traditional bland Japanese food from like, you know, hundreds of years ago. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Isn't that what you want? Like you wrote this whole book about it. He was like, No, like (laughs) we've moved past that. The book was just like the idea of it, not that I want to live like this. You know what I mean? And like, these are the, this is part of what I think Gosling was trying to struggle with. I have a question for you though. Mm -hmm. Would this movie, I kept thinking, I didn't know it was based on a true story. Would this movie be more interesting to you if at the end you find out that Gosling is smart enough to know that he can break down the Nazis by joining their group. Like, he's kind of like a spy on the
0: inside. We've seen that movie before. Okay. Like we've seen a lot of examples of people who try to infiltrate. And again, I like just like, slow rule, I don't, I have, I don't have specific polls at the ready, but we've seen ideas where people infiltrate groups to bring them down. And then
1: maybe, like, join the group, like,
0: then they start ascribing to the group, or, yeah, something like this. As this movie goes on, he goes to a Jewish bookshop, he gets recognized by the shopkeeper... He's like, oh, you remember this woman. You remember Muriel. Like, we're getting married yeah, next kids fall from or whatever. His... And she's a DA, and she and Gosling start talking, and she knows exactly who he is because basically a handful of the people at the meeting were informers or they're reporters, and they're all whatever. Like, you know what I mean? So yes. I have this idea for a sketch comedy show where it's a group of – like, it's a KKK rally, but everyone there – is just an outsider trying to blend in. Like, nobody actually believes the hate, but it's people <laughs> from the CIA and the FBI and newspapers, and they're all there. And so I shared it with my uh, a couple people in my, like, the Tub Talk thread, the other podcast on our podcast network. Yeah. My friend was saying that in the 60s, all the extremely radical, like, real radical people were all cops undercover. And they all used, they all, like, espouse like, these techniques for building Molotov cocktails and, like, u- using grappling hooks to disarm cop cars and stuff like that. And it turned out... According to some books he's read, that every single one of these people that like was leaving the charge in this way were all cops, and they all testified against the other people in court. And so I think it would be kind of funny. Yes. And he built on it that like if you have a bunch of like quote unquote skinheads, but they're all actual outsiders because the Either DA is like you know cops. Yeah. Because Gosling's like, you know, I like, talked to a reporter and she's like, yeah, I know about the report. She's like, which one? And he's like, wait, there was more than one of them there. <laughs> and so I was thinking, like, you just have them all there and they're all just trying to, like, fit in. They're like, oh, yeah, like, let's kill these people. And then my friend was saying that, like, you could evolve it from, like, you know, let's burn some crosses to, like, let's steal some plutonium and blow up the world. Cause they're all so, like, unsure of themselves. Like, they, they still want to, like, they're they like feel... one
1: upping each other. Yeah.
0: Cause they're like, I don't fit in here. Like, I don't belong here. I want to prove my worth. Like, let's just, let's fucking go do it. And, like, it just keeps getting more and more amped up. But somehow you see, within each of their minds that nobody actually belongs there. Like, somehow, it was a meeting that was all put together. Like, you know, a meeting organized by the CIA where reporters showed up and all this different stuff and no one (laughs) there actually believes the hate. Yeah. But they're all just like, it's just the the mob mentality. But I think done right could be really funny.
1: This movie made me just think of of the dave Chappelle sketch clayton bigsby
0: the black white supremacist
1: the black white supremacist yeah because he's just running around being like i hate the jews and in reality he's just a jew he's trying to he's trying to not see it
0: i do like that this movie that ryan Gosling in this movie and i think it's 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 one of those things where i feel it's he's defending the holocaust not in not in a that was a good thing but like no, like you have to, have, like you can't be. That argument was so good. Yeah, go ahead. You know the guy's like, oh no, like they're you know they didn't kill six million Jews. At at most, they killed two hundred thousand. And Hitler's like, <laughs> or, or and then, and Gosling's like, if if Hitler. If, if Hitler's your he's idol, your hero. Like he's your yeah. hero, and he only killed two hundred thousand, he's like, what are you doing with your life? He's like, if Hitler only killed two hundred thousand people, Hitler's a putz. And I was like, oh, it's such a great way for Hitler it... to be described in like in in a Jewish phrase of just like, ah, uh, yes, yeah, no, he's just a putz. And I was yeah, like, it's that writing. I don't know if I've so ever heard perfect. Hitler described as a putz before, and it was just, it was perfect.
1: No, I I agree. That whole scene was just incredible, and it's just like beautiful writing. The ultimate argument against (laughs) Holocaust deniers are, like, if you don't think the Holocaust happened, and you're a Nazi, then why the fuck are you a Nazi? Yeah, what, because, what do you love like, about it? it doesn't make any sense that, like, he would ascribe to his thought process and, like, and stuff like this if he sucked at what he did. Like, you're rooting for, like, the worst person ever if he wasn't really good at it. So, like, what the fuck are you denying? The Holocaust would have to be, like, your Super Bowl if you were a Nazi, right? Like, this has to be, like, top tier of, like, the greatest things that could have happened for you, and then for you to be like, no, it didn't happen you're like you're an idiot like and this it's funny to any- think
0: about the cognitive dissonance of like well they can't fully deny it because if they fully deny it they don't have a leg to stand on so they have At to all. say that it happened and that it was effective but also we have to take the credibility so like what's a number like, that's another idea. like what's a number that we could say yeah 200,000 feels about right you us know, just go with that like it's you know it's <laughs> a, a, lot, a lot, lot of people that's a but, lot you know, but not like it's a
1: yeah, exactly. Oh, that's boy. what. Yeah, I want to know what the meeting was like. Where, like, did they run like test groups? And they're like, "How scary does this number sound?" Yeah, and it was like they went from like one hundred thousand to like a million. They're like, "Okay, somewhere in between there." You know, like one hundred thousand, like, yeah, that's not that bad. Like, that's pretty. That's pretty shitty to be honest. And then they're like a million. They're like, "Oh, scary." And you're like, "Okay, let's <laughs> rein it back some yep. somewhere in the middle there."
0: Yep. I think the only thing that I want to talk about with the movie is that I liked his version of either hell or purgatory. Where after he dies in the explosion, he's just perpetually stuck to be climbing these stairs, sort of Sisyphus in nature, as his Hebrew school teacher yells at him, like, you're going to be late, oh, I'm glad you came back, let's talk about this, and just in his ear for the rest of time, while he never actually gets where he's going.
1: I agree, it's like a super huge nightmare. Anything that you're doing on loop, and he's climbing stairs, it was like the perfect... Purgatory for him, right? Like because it's, it's here's like how
0: him. dumb I was. When that first started happening, I was like, Oh, his heaven is back in back in Hebrew <sighs> school. I was like, Oh wait a minute. He's not going to heaven. I mean I guess he could in theory. <laughs> yeah. But like it's purgatory or it's hell or whatever. Yeah. But.
1: I didn't think it was his heaven. But yeah, it's definitely his purgatory that he's just like continually, he has to he has to keep making this argument or defending his argument over and over and over again in a situation that he really didn't seem to enjoy, so. It was great though. Great scene. I agree with you. I think there's a lot of, like, great scenes in this movie. Is so there anything else
0: you want to talk about before we play games? Gosling gets punched in the face again. He sure does at the Nazi retreat. He doesn't really yell in this one, right? Did I miss a yell? I'm guessing he probably yells because he's he's always filled with rage, but I don't know there's he not necessarily get, like, a the scream. Gosling-esque scream or the shriek, yeah. No, but I was
1: excited about the punch in the face. This is another one, though, that, you know, I said this last time when we were watching what movie and he had the red jacket. In Murder by Numbers. This is another one where I feel like he was, as much as it's not Fight Club, I feel like he was channeling a lot of Brad Pitt in this one, too. Can you relate to it with, like, the white t shirt? I, I get that it's the, like, uniform of the skinheads, but now that we've seen him wear the red jacket. I mean, and American also, History
0: X was before Fight Club, so if anything, I think he's probably channeling... I mean, again, still also for Fight Hardy. Club. But I think it's just... I think it's the dress code. I don't think it's necessarily Brad Pitt as much as just the dress code of that group. But it's
1: it's the, manner, the mannerisms, the fighting scene. You know what I mean? Like, it, it felt reminiscent to fight... Maybe it's just, like, all of these, like, masculine... Because I think, you know,
0: Brad Pitt is not the first one to ever do that on screen.
1: No, definitely not. But I mean, again, Gosling's, what, 20 here? He's an aspiring actor. If you had to pick role models in these films... It would be these kind of guys, you know. You're, like, you're going to play a Nazi, like, oh yeah, I get it. Maybe a little, like you're running this secret group here. I, I do see some Fight Club in Gosling's acting here.
0: Well, what else in, in terms of Gosling's acting? What's in his hands? Hey, guys, what's in your hands? He you got a couple the of Torah. guns. Torah. Couple guns. We don't see. Uh, we we see him wrap the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of cloth it is. The Jewish cloth around his yes. stomach. Yes. Yeah. He. We also don't that. see him put it on, but we see he's wearing an SS pin. So at some point he had pinned the SS pin to his jacket. I
1: didn't see too many
0: other things in his
1: hands. He's not smoking in this one that I saw. We assume that he plants the bomb or someone plants the bomb, but does he like wake the kid up with a flashlight? Does he have a flashlight in his hands, I think? Mm, maybe? I think like when he g- breaks into the kid's house to like be like, you need to build this bomb for tomorrow. I think he has a flashlight in his hand. He's waking him. Okay. His- no, I didn't notice too many. He's not carrying too many things in this one. Pickles, maybe? There's pickles on the table. Somebody else has pickles in their hand. Somebody else has
0: pickles. The big guy has pickles. Yeah. So let's watch the trailer. If you go on YouTube, search The Believer Trailer. This is posted by the Parallax Review in December 2010. But The Believer 2001 trailer, 417,000 views. Queuing it
1: up now. Let me pause for a second. Drag it back.
0: Three, two, one, play. Fireworks. I've never this heard movie of fireworks is on so Amazon Prime, at least as I'm recording this. If you want to watch Hello? this.
1: Mm-hmm. Winner, Grand Jury Prize, Sundance. Interesting.
0: People hate Jews, do you agree? The very word makes their skin crawl. The interview he does the traditional this... life.
1: Oh, I like the US guy behind him, like, listen to Same. him. Same! Like, can, can you believe Jewish what this
0: guy's saying? Marks, yeah,
1: it's Freud, it's Einstein. funny. What have they given us? I agree, I noticed the how guy behind it? him, too. Infantile sexuality and the atom bomb. Danny, this is great. The but How can bomb. you believe all of this? When you're a Jew yourself. Oh, shit. Shit, he brings up that he's Jewish. No. Riveting. Left the others, are you?
0: I want you to teach it to me. Her why?
1: progression as are a character ready? to, like, wanting to become Jewish is, yeah, Ryan Gosling gives a performance that throws off sparks. I feel like this to is to a very kind of J- J-
0: aggressive-ish e- trailer. W- you know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is not... I don't think this just is targeting. A you it's the only that never loses. Like with it's all the exclamation points, all the capital letters. Like this is like very in your face. Yeah, it will pin you How to your you seat.
1: thing. Do you know what it means to your people? I'm surprised he didn't get
0: beat up by those guys that he
1: walked on the subway and just pushed. This this movie was made by somebody that doesn't live in New York, because if you accidentally bump someone in New York, they try to fight you.
0: I mean, if you had a Nazi t-shirt... He's probably bumping everyone that he's fighting or yeah. coming across that he doesn't like and just they sure. shows. Like, I don't think you should... That's not a 100% accurate representation of his life. Ripping the Torah
1: is kind of shitty. Oh, the other thing I was talking about with Rachel is, like... Them shitting on the Torah is hilarious because, like... Their Christianity is like part of this. Mm-hmm. And the Torah is just the Old Testament. So like are yep. you shitting on the Bible? Like it's so weird.
0: Which well, is again, you don't they what don't they know their enemy. I guess.
1: It's ignorance. It's fear it's it's fear based ignorance, you know what I mean? So Yeah. This makes this movie look like really, really, really intense. Not that
0: it isn't, the trailer made it seem like really dark. Yeah. More, more so than the movie. 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Gosling commands the screen with a raw electrifying performance. 82% from the audience. Budget of $1.5 million. Made 500000 in the in, in the U.S. So, feels about right. Google Game, there is one thing you can guess if we search Ryan Gosling, the believer, or the believer Ryan Gosling. Only one thing for you to guess. Shirt. Nope. Scene. Nope. Nazi. Nope. But you're close-ish, sort of, with that last one. Jewish. Nope. Something about his appearance. Uh, swastika? Again, close, but not quite. Skinhead? Nope. S- hair? Nope. Um, it's something we see in the very first scene. I don't remember what we see in the very first scene. He's shirtless, doing bicep curls, shaved uh, head. Workout? Nope. Tattoo? Yep. But do you the know what that thing tattoo The people are searching this Tattoo. From when, I, when I first saw it, looked like it was kind of the swastika, but it's it's like a triangle, like three things instead of four. I don't know if it's a, a variant on that or what it is. But yeah, I don't, I don't know.
1: know either. That's what I was trying to figure out. I've never, I mean...
0: But I'm also not over here about to search, you know, Nazi-adjacent tattoos and try to figure out what it is.
1: So. Skinhead tattoo. I agree. But it was one that I had never seen before. And I was assuming because of how much it looked like a swastika that it was some kind of symbol yeah. that's like related to this in the supremacy movements but i also had never seen like you know what i mean like i get the ss bolts i get the swastika this one i was like yeah i don't know like is it supposed to be that i'm assuming it is It also, interestingly, it kind of looked like a little bit Jewish, right? It kind of looked like Hebrew lettering. I don't know if that's like a hint or if my brain just put it that way because, you know, you know, learn he's Jewish or whatever. But like when I would start seeing it near the end of the movie, I was like, this looks like it could be Hebrew.
0: Well, also the thing is, I mean, I'm sure you know or knew or something, but Jewish people, they are forbidden from getting tattoos. So it's not like it's a Jewish tattoo.
1: All Jews are forbidden from getting tattoos.
0: Let's go to Letterboxd. For reference sake, Joe, Mad Max Fury Road, the most popular film on Letterboxd, has been seen by 389 thousand people. The Believer from 2001, directed by Henry Bean, starring Ryan Gosling, Summer Phoenix, Teresa Russell, and Billy Zane has been seen by how many people?
1: I'm going to go 7,800.
0: You are wildly close. Seventy-six forty-four. Wow. See? Okay, I'm coming back. That was a good one. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm way off. Out of those 7,600 people, how many put it in their top four? Average score 3.4. I gave it four stars. How many people put it in their top four? And just so you know, we're not playing the next game because it, it would be impossible to get the other guesses. So we're not going to go okay. through those. Seven. Eight. Again, very close.
1: Very close, yeah. My
0: favorite one, somebody put in their top four, Smokey on Letterboxd, The Believer. A film about a Jewish skinhead, dot, dot, dot. Not usual, but worth to see it twice. Three and a half stars, top four movies of all time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Smokey. Five out of seven, perfect sport. Avatar. Law-abiding citizen and devil, that M. Light Shyamalan-produced elevator movie. So that is, I don't know who this person is. Avatar, five stars, just an epic movie. Watch it about 25 times and it doesn't bore me. Okay. Fire-ass titles. If we're going to rename The Believer, which I think is a pretty good title in terms of fire-ass titles, into the high school musical version, the most core, basic, bare essence of what this could possibly be, what do we call it? Torah, Torah, Torah. The Jew? Ooh. Skin. Self hatred, self heat, self loathing. Yeah. Something like that. The loather. Know thy enemy. Know thine enemy. Red laces. That's just the Joe 2 story. Yes. What else? The deli. Mmm. Sleepaway camp. The meeting. Or the. Mmm. The mindset, the meeting, the gathering. Of the, the Juggalos? The Gathering of the Juggalos, yes. Gang-related activities. I, mean, I think that feels good. Yeah. I, I feel like feels like. Good. I don't want to... I don't think we should ever necessarily say that a movie is too important or too, you know, serious to, to not play these games, but I feel like at some point it's just like, it feels good. Like, we can't make too, too, too light of a joke about this particular movie, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, true.
0: I'm Which I'm you. glad your guesses last time saying that this is just going to be a pre-make of Hereditary, like, knowing what this movie was going to be about, I was like, I'm glad you, like, you took a wild stab at it, but you were also just like, kind of simply, like, that's going to be a simple one, pre-make of Hereditary, <laughs> he's a cult leader, they go to Derek Queen. I was like, wildly wrong, but sort of respectful in a way. Like, you didn't go like, oh, well, he's a believer and he believes in this, and he's just like, just, eh, simple. Yeah, simple. But cool.
1: I think the title, The Believer, gave me enough fear. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I had to rein it back for this. Like, I couldn't go too far with The Believer. He could get into some weird places, so...
0: So before we do the most and least boyfriend material moments of this movie, next week is Remember the Titans, which we have both seen, so we're not going to guess. We will do that for the, well, on that episode, we will do that for the young Hercules, Hercules the TV series. So what is your pick for most and least boyfriend material moment in this movie, which could go any number of places? Um... (laughs) What was the least boyfriend material moment? I think the most boyfriend
1: material moment in this yeah, movie yeah. is him teaching her Hebrew so that she can read the Torah.
0: Also, we have to get Gosling props or credit or shout out. I don't know if he's reading it well, because I don't know. I don't like, know either. I don't either. speak the language, so I don't True. know if that actually sounds
1: good, but it sounds good to me. Yeah, it's pleasing to the ear. It kind of sounds relatable. He could be doing something wildly racist, but I don't think that he is. You know what I mean? Like,
0: he could just have been making noises that kind of sound similar. You know, I think that is a good option. I think I'm going to go with something, because that's sort of the only, that's one of the very few nice things he does in this movie. I'm going to go with, when they're in the temple and they're trashing the temple, him being like, guys, don't don't touch that. Like, don't touch the letters. Don't rip that. Yes, He's, he's able even in a frenzied mindset to be like maybe we shouldn't
1: yes i agree i oh in this in a similar note the other my second most boyfriend material moment was him trying to rescue her from the temple. Like, you got to get out of here. You got mm, to get- like, yep. just leave, come with me right now. And she's like, I'm sitting here and like knowing my enemy. And he's like, you got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's like actually caring about her, looking out for her.
0: I guess least is probably blowing up a temple.
1: Or just being a Nazi. Just being a Nazi. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just, that's just both fine. That's guesses. just like top tier for like least boyfriend material. It's just like yeah, being a Nazi. Yeah for me so that's like pretty much every other part that he's not kind of being a real person to her that's it all
0: right let us nominate this movie for some awards we are rocketing ever closer toward the golden geese the golden fleece whatever we're going to call it best film worst film i'm gonna say no i think it's well made but i think compared to what we've seen yeah no most disappointing no but i'm going to say best gosling role for sure yeah
1: that's fair I can agree with that.
0: Also, I'm going to say, least boyfriend material caliber role, The Believer. Being a Nazi,
1: again, I agree.
0: It's it's hard to go below that. Most fun film, definitely not. Best song, no. Best soundtrack, score, no. Cinematography, no. Costumes, no. Best or worst. Do you want to nominate this for worst hair, or is this just fine? <sighs> Skinhead hair. Yeah, considering also that he's Ryan Gosling, sort of not known for his hair, but has had beautiful hair in so many movies, I think we've got to put this on worst hair. That's fair. Yeah, I'll take it. I can't see how this doesn't win. I don't know. We will find out. We've got we've only got three nominees for best hair. We've got six for worst hair. So we've got to cull this down a little bit. Maybe we could just do, if we're going to have three for best, maybe do three, three for worst. Three and three. Best or worst love story, no. Best scream, we were saying no. Best cry, I don't think he cries. Best punch in the face, by a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. That category just needs to be
1: like every punch in the face at this point. I just well, we wanna,
0: have oh. five we have about a dozen right now, so that's yeah,
1: exactly. That's what I'm saying. But like punched in the face by a Nazi. Yeah. He gets punched in the face so much. I'm glad we picked up on that early, man. Yeah. He he's always getting punched in the
0: face. Best gosling instrument played. I don't think he plays an instrument, does he? Or does he No. I, don't, I didn't see him play an instrument in this. Best kill? He does not directly kill someone.
1: I also don't want to acknowledge that he right. blew up a temple. So Also, I mean, he just... only
0: killed himself there. Uh, best job? No. Best dancing scene? No. Best death, I will say. Blown up in a temple. Suicide bombing in a temple. Best non-Gods role, male or female? I'm going to say no. Nah. So we have this nominated for five awards. Best role, least boy from his hero caliber role, worst hair, best punch in the face, and best death.
1: Yeah, that's a good that's a good rounder.
0: Well, there's nowhere to go but up from here in terms of feel good movies Plus. and there's no better cure than a Disney football movie starring Hayden Panettiere you... and Denzel Washington and Ryan Gosling. And a whole when was bunch the last time people. you saw this movie? There was a time where I feel like this and Miracle, like there were a handful of movies that every time a teacher was out in school, there was like, yes! a rotation of yes, five really? movies. Yes, really? You two? Yeah. Okay. Where they're like, oh, these are fine. They sort of teach a lesson, but they don't really teach a lesson. And like, it's fine. This was one of them. So I feel like, you know, I'd seen this probably in theaters, probably a couple times at home between middle school and high school. I probably saw most of it like 10 or 12 times. And I was like... I feel like I'm I'm good for a while.
1: I'm a thousand percent with you. When I was in school, we had a teacher like I think we had like health class like late on friday Mm -hmm. and by that point everybody was just like shot and so like
0: instead of like health class we would just watch remember the titans do you have other movies like that because i said like there's miracle (sighs) the hockey movie then there's remember the titans i'm trying to think if there were any others that i remember the titans is the
1: one that i remember the most like we watched that movie like a lot
0: yeah yeah i don't think that
1: i don't think that i have another one that like we watched as much as this one and it was in grade school too it wasn't in high school it was in grade school that came out
0: in 2000 yeah but I guess, yeah, so if it was probably on home video 2001... No, I remember it in, like, 5th or 6th grade. That would have been, like, I think the absolute earliest. I would say 6th grade is probably the absolute earliest you could have been. I think 5th grade still no, does not work out. Yeah, no, I, I remember it's 6th grade. So we'll be back next week for Remember the Titans. Come back every other Tuesday or every Tuesday right here on the Cage Club Podcast Network for Too Fast, Too Forever, our Fast and the Furious podcast, where we talk about the Fast and Furious movies on repeat forever. We also got the Channing Tatum podcast... We've also got a Zach Efron podcast. Go check those out at CageClub.me. But for all things Boyfriend Material, you can go to CageClub.me, Facebook.com slash CageClub, or at CageClubPod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, BoyfriendMaterial, at CageClub.me, and come back next week as we remember the Titans. We are the Titans. Mighty, mighty, mighty mighty Titans. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next week right here on Boyfriend Material.